0: Devils fans, it's your host Neil Villapiano, and welcome to another edition of the Devils State of Mind podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you guys so much for taking some time to take a listen to this episode here today. As on this this week's edition of the Devils State of Mind podcast, I want to talk about a different team other than the Devils. And the reason I want to talk about them is because I think that it's something a lot of us hockey fans in general and even Devils fans as well uh, have been kind of looking forward to finding out. And that is what was going to be the official name of the 32nd NHL franchise that is coming into the NHL in in a year and a half. And that is the Seattle franchise. Uh, They were originally supposed to play, I think going into this year, but I think everything got pushed back another year, you know, also with COVID-19 and things like that. Well, about three days ago, The Seattle franchise officially announced what their team name is going to be, what the name of their arena is going to be, and also what their uniforms and logos and everything like that looks like as well. Well, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the 32nd and newest franchise to the National Hockey League, the Seattle Kraken. I'm going to repeat that. The Seattle Kraken. Yes. For the first time in NHL history, we will have a team that doesn't have an S at the end of its name. They're not going to be called the Seattle Krakens. They're called the Seattle Kraken. Yes, they went with the mythical creature that has, that has, you know, has been talked about a lot in the Seattle and also, you know, that part of, uh, of Canada coast uh, for, for many, many years. So they decided to go with the Seattle Kraken and... I'm not the biggest fan of the name. Um, there's a couple things that I actually really like about this about this team already, but the name just doesn't – it doesn't flow as well as I thought. Um, I think a lot of people assumed that this was going to be one of the names that, that I think was going to be at the end uh, when it came down to the final couple of names. Uh, one that I know was definitely – On the table as a very legit possibility was the Seattle Metropolitans because that was the original hockey team that actually won the first Stanley Cup uh, in the United States um, way back in the day. But yes, the Seattle Metropolitans um, were the original name, but Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the National Hockey League, said he did not want the team to be called the Metropolitans because then he would have to rename the division the Metropolitan Division, which, I mean, to be honest with you, I kind of get Like, I understand, like, it's a pain, but at the same time, you know what, it's just the name of a a division and it's not like a big deal. And I don't think anybody would have been, you know, totally frustrated with. I think when you look at the teams that are in the Metropolitan Division, I mean, you could have called it something like the, the Coastal Division, in a way, you know, because a lot of the teams are on the East Coast. You know, you got the, obviously the Devils, you got the Rangers, the Islanders, the Capitals, the Penguins, you know, you know, teams like that. So, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely something that could have been done. And I think it, I think it's flow, I think it would have flowed better uh, maybe, or just called the Seattle metros. I think that would have been fine. Um, I don't know if obviously the New York Mets would have had anything to say about that. I doubt it because there's professional teams that are, you know, have the same names. And I, I don't think that that would have been something. They certainly weren't having the problems that the Washington football team is having at the moment, finding a, uh, New name, by the way. Uh, the The Washington football team is definitely going to be a uh, a, a great name for the Washington football team's franchise uh, for this upcoming season. Looking forward to that. But anyway, yes, the Seattle Kraken were announced at 9 a.m. Pacific time, so it was about 12 p.m. Eastern uh, Eastern time. So around that time, that's when we got the news, and I was uh, I'm in the group chat, obviously with all of the other hockey podcast network hosts. And <laughs> to be honest with you, the, the, there was only one guy that really kind of flipped out from the get-go. And that is uh, the hockey troll from the capture podcast. Love you, man. Uh, yeah, he flipped out. He flipped out over the name. He hated it um, right from the get-go. Um, and I mean, th- there could have been different reasons, obviously. Um, the one that I guess I kind of just assumed made the most sense is what he said. Was that, you know, maybe it was because we kind of figured that this was gonna be the name all along and that we were hoping that maybe we would be wrong and then ended up not being that way. Um, But yeah, it ended up being the Seattle Kraken. There are people other than the hockey troll that don't like the name, uh, don't like very much about it, and, um, you know, would have liked to have gone with something else. But as we know in this world, particularly in sports, you can't please everybody, that's for sure. Um, I brought up an example in the group chat. I said, "Hey, you know, remember when the Vegas Golden Knights were announced? You know, they got their name and everything. Everybody kind of thought it was a cartoonish-like name. It wasn't. It didn't feel like a professional sports team, like the Golden Knights. Um, and we we knew about the reason why they were called the Golden Knights. Uh, there were also reports that they were they possibly could change their name because the Golden Knights of, of the military uh, had an issue." with it, but I think they resolved that. So I think that that's fine or, or it's still going on. I'm not sure, but I remember when the Golden Knights name was brought out, a lot of people made fun of that. And, you know, we're saying things like, you know, Oh, it's a, it's a childish name. Uh, it would have been great if they could have been called something to revolve around, you know, gambling and things like that. Um, you know, like we have a WNBA team in Vegas called the Las Vegas Aces. Um, you know, it would have been cool to have something like that but they chose the Golden Knights. And by this point now that they're into their third season of existence, everybody's just used to it and everybody's fine with it. I think the same thing's going to happen here. I think once the Seattle Kraken get two, three years of of their franchise's years going, then I think people will start to be okay with it and be fine with dealing with, you know, that name. And it is kind of cool that we finally have a team that doesn't have an S at the end of their name. It's just a Seattle Kraken. Um, I don't know. It does flow a little bit off the tongue. Um, I I still, I was, you know, my number one choice for the name was the Seattle Metropolitans. Um, I've always thought that was a cool name uh, or the Seattle Metros. If you want to, you know, obviously couldn't call them the Mets, but you know, the Seattle Metros, I thought would have been like a cool name to have, but yeah, no, it was um, you know, they they put on a pretty nice um, presentation uh, a lot of it obviously being in the water and things like that. I remember they sent out a promo the night before, um, and the Devils obviously gave them a little bit of crap, uh, which basically every NHL team, uh, social media guys, kind of gave Seattle crap one way or another. Uh, it was great. Uh, it, was, it was funny. It was definitely funny. But, uh, yeah, no, the Seattle Kraken in, uh, in the 2021-22 season will be the 32nd franchise to join the National Hockey League. And they've already come out uh, with some pretty funny things here. Uh, one is actually their bio. If you go to their Twitter bio, which is, you know, they go to at NHL Seattle underscore, um, you have, it says, now that we have a name, we're strategizing all the ways to draft your favorite player. Um, if you go back to two years ago, two and a half years ago, when the Vegas Golden Knights had their expansion draft, um, there were definitely some guys, particularly, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury, um, That, you know, fans were not wild about getting drafted, but nobody expected them to have the type of year that they did. And as we all know now, you know, they went on to go to the Stanley Cup Finals and finish three wins from winning a Stanley Cup in their first year of existence. And they've been a very talented franchise and a franchise that I think has a legitimate shot in this 2014 playoff, which, by the way, actually comes back in less than a week. Uh, It is the recording of this episode is July 26th. Uh, yeah, basically August 1st is coming back. As a hockey fan, I'm excited. As a Devils fan, I could really care less. I just hope that the Rangers and Islanders don't well, m- maybe just the Rangers. Islanders fans I love. I, I I have a lot of friends that are Islanders fans, so I can I can legit with them. The Rangers, yeah, I could I could do without. But you know, honestly, when I when I when I first heard the name, it didn't surprise me that, you know, that's the name that they went with. Um I thought maybe also they could have gone with a bird because if you really look at it, you know, you got like the Seattle Seahawks um, and you got, you know, and and I didn't, I just kind of assumed that that was the route they were going to go because in a lot of these sports towns, not all of them, but a lot of them tend to like to go with names that are similar to the other teams that they have. So, you know, if you look at Baltimore, for example, the the Baltimore Ravens and the Baltimore Orioles, two different types of birds, but they kind of went with the same uh, species. That's pretty much what they went for. So, I mean, it, it made sense to me. Um, you know, it, it's things like that. Um, but, you know, I, I think that the Seattle hockey franchise wanted to come up with something, I guess in their minds, you know, unique and, and new and 21st century-like, uh, which makes sense because I think Seattle, especially with the help from Jeff Bezos, uh, with Amazon's help, actually bought um, the rights to the arena, which is actually going to be called, I think, Climate Change Arena. And it's going to be, uh, the, f- the first arena that, you, that recycles energy, which I think is really interesting. You know, Jeff Bezos is a very uh, environment, environmental health uh, you know, kind of guy. So he definitely um, wanted to do this. He definitely wanted to be involved in one way or another. And this is kind of a cool thing. So I'm interested to see what how that arena comes out uh, when it's fully ready to go. And they're actually building the arena right uh, on the site where the old Supersonics arena used to be. So that's kind of cool. Um, I still think the Supersonics should come back and I hope they do. I think the NBA will eventually say, you know what? I think we got to go back there. I think it's time. You know, I, I think that that, I think there's still a lot of passionate Seattle Supersonic fans there that would love to have an NBA team again, but yeah, no, they have a, um, it's it's definitely a, a big deal for hockey fans, especially when we get a new franchise in and everything. And you know, that's the way I look at it. So it's, it's something that, we, we all were kind of expecting with the name. Um, like I mentioned before, I think we were kind of hoping maybe they would go with something else, but they went with the Seattle Kraken. Now, let's talk a little bit about the, the team itself. Well, one of the things that they mentioned is that with the colors, uh, the two main colors that they have are what they call ice blue and deep sea blue. So the ice blue is a much lighter turquoise, uh, much lighter than maybe like the San Jose Sharks colors are, uh, much lighter. Uh, and the deep blue is much darker than navy. It, it's almost it's 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 like a combination of black and navy blue in a way, uh, the, you know. And they call it deep sea blue because obviously, as you go deeper into the ocean, you know, further down, the water becomes a lot darker. So they went with that, which again, they're going with colors that are not used as much, especially together. So they're trying to bring a 21st century type of you know, look to themselves. And that's, and that's important, I think, especially when you have young fans who are maybe just trying to learn about the sport or learn about the league. And it's just something that they can latch onto, especially if you live in that area. So if you live in Seattle, or if you happen to live, you know, up north in, you know, in Canada, particularly Vancouver, you know, Edmonton to a lesser extent, you know, that area, the the Northwest, I mean, you could, you could kind of latch onto that team if you obviously aren't a fan of any hockey team at the moment. So, you know, it's interesting. Now, you know, there's, uh, there's something that they put out uh, the Seattle team did on their Twitter account and it's called our sound and it reads the largest octopus on planet earth lives right here in Puget Sound. And uh, if I said that incorrectly, I apologize. The giant Pacific octopus lurks in the deep around Seattle. According to the Tacoma legend, they inhabit the ruins of collapsed bridge galloping journey with the infamous King Octopus. National Geographic notes the biggest, rec- biggest on record at 30 feet wide and over 600 pounds. If you encounter that in the depths of our sound, you tell tales of one thing, you just saw the Kraken. So that's kind of like the legend of the Kraken, so to speak, that you know, kind of goes back to why they kind of chose that name and you know where does it come from. So that's what they, that's what we went with. And, you know, it's a thing, but by the way, the name of the arena officially is the Climate Pledge Arena, building the first certified carbon neutral arena in the world, which is the future home of the Seattle Kraken and also the Seattle Storm of the, N- the Women's National Basketball Association. So it's, it's, it's going to be a huge thing. Amazon uh, Oak View Group as well, and the Seattle Kraken announced the partnership. Uh, this was back on June 25th, and I've seen pictures of of what they you know want to see, and it's it's really cool. Honestly, I like the shape. It I think it looks really cool on the background uh, with with the space needle. I think it's great. So I, I really um, that you know there, there's there's things with it that I just don't have a problem with, and that's the thing that I'm really um, you know a thing. And again, the only issue that I really had, like I said, was the name. The name just didn't sound. Great! Right, right off the right off the bat, it was like, okay, you know, Seattle Kraken. Yeah, it's gonna take some time getting used to, without a doubt. Now, the next, you know, the next thing that they wanted to, you know, show people was the jerseys. Um, they showed a couple of them, and I thought I'd share with you. Um, obviously, you can't see them, but it, you know, if you go and type in Seattle Kraken jerseys anywhere, you'll see diff, You know, you know, you'll see them and. It's, it's pretty cool, actually. You know, they have this, uh, the home one, you know, it's, they got the deep sea blue. Uh, they have this uh, anchor on their shoulder, um, on the right sho on both shoulders, actually. And what's interesting is that if you look carefully, it's not just an anchor, but at the top, it's actually the Seattle, um, you know, needle, which is really cool. I think that was a really cool design. Uh, the numbering, a very smooth, um, you know, silky, like cracking like you know, design. That's really kind of thing. They also add uh, some red in there, you know, on the on the arms as well as you know towards the waist, uh, which they do. And the logo itself, you know, has tentacles and a red eye. Um, one person uh, did mention that if you zoom in on it enough, where the eye is and and all that, you know, dark blue around it, it looks like a bird. So people were saying, "Oh, it looks like a pigeon." They should have been called the Seattle Pigeons, which I think would have been kind of funny. Um, I don't know if pigeons are 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 big in Seattle. I, I don't know that for a fact. But on the on the back um collar here, which you know every single NHL team has some sort of mantra or something like that on the back. All it is for them is it just says Kraken. That could change. We don't know. But yeah, no, they um I, I thought they did a pretty cool job uh with the uniform. I like it. I, I don't really have much of a problem with it. Um I also like this uh backdrop that they gave people for like Zoom meetings and things like that where it's just like the, the city of Seattle you have um, the volcano in the background uh, it's really cool. Um, I think that again like I said they, they tried to go for a more I guess you would call it futuristic you know new wave NHL type of outlook and, and design and I, and I think for the most part they they nailed it on the head. again, it's just the name is oh is like it could have been worse but everything like that and it's just, um, it's just something. So here's a here's another thing that kind of talks about. Uh, it's kind of like a little cool thing that their Twitter account put out, saying, you know, how did we become the 32nd franchise in National Hockey League? And they go, and it reads, some say we know more about the cosmos than we do our own waters. Maybe that's what draws us to the sea, the vast expanse, the imper, the imperable, Oh, geez, I cannot read, impermeable deep. Again, I'm really bad at that. I apologize up front. Ah, uh, the uncharted has long inspired generations of folklore. In Seattle, we welcome voyagers. Our port city brings legends from all over the world. We cross boundless oceans and and dense wilderness, finding our beasts along the way. These legends are home to the, to this rugged coastal wonderland with a name etched on Lord Stanley. Now we breathe new life into a legend. An ancient and powerful force reawakens in the heart of the Great Pacific Northwest. We will wear the S in honor of champion predecessors, and we will have a name that incar- inc- incarnates the might of the sea. The NHL's 32nd club, given life by 32,000 fans. And this whole announcement that Seattle was going to get a team started about 20 months ago, when they were going through this. And I remember, it was Seattle, and it was particularly also Quebec City. Now, as a lot of you hockey peers under you know, know. Quebec City, ever since the Nordiques left after the 1994-95 season, you know, know, they've always wanted their team back. And they've tried numerous times. I'll tell you one fun story. I went to a Devils game about 10 years ago or so, and the Devils were playing the Bruins. I think it was the second to last game of the season. And we got to the Prudential Center, and outside there was about five, six, you know, luxury buses right in front of the arena. At first, I thought it was the Bruins, you know, team buses, but it actually was a huge fan club of the Quebec Nordiques. It was buses full of them. All these fans wearing Nordique jerseys, just Nordique apparel in general. And they came in and they filled up a good, almost half of the Devils Arena, which I thought was incredible. And, you know, obviously they've gone to several arenas, throughout the NHL, you know, talking about wanting to get a team back, trying to have Gary Bettman and the National Hockey League take notice of them. And they certainly have by giving them the opportunity to try to get a team back. Unfortunately, this time around, they were denied again. I think this is the second time that they've been denied. Um, And obviously the, the reason behind it, which I don't personally believe is a legit reason is because, oh, they're a small market team and they won't make enough money and people won't come together. I, I disagree with that. Let me be very clear. There are a lot of hockey fans in Canada that are all over that country that want to have Quebec have a hockey team once again. The Nordiques had a very, very unique, you know, color, jerseys, and they had a great history. At times, a very successful history. They had a logo that was better than anything when people walk around with Nordique hats or shirts or even have a jersey, people love seeing that. It's an iconic thing. And a lot of people want to see them come back. And I I would too. They're a team that I would absolutely love to come see back. That would be great. I would be all for it 100%. But unfortunately, about 20 months ago, they were denied. Instead, Seattle got its bid for the 32nd NHL team. So that's when the process started. Ronnie Francis, the former Hartford Whaler and Carolina Hurricane Hall of Famer, actually became the general manager of the team. So he has a lot of work to do. Um, and obviously, when you look at a lot of the expansion teams, you know, most recently the Vegas Golden Knights, he may have a little bit of pressure to say, okay, what team, you know, what players are going to be available and what guys are going to be good for us to take right away? And what is the mindset going in? Are we trying to become really good right away to try to get fans? Or are we just going to build? Because remember, not every expansion franchise had the immediate success that the Vegas Golden Knights had. Were they lucky? Well, in order to be lucky, in order to be good, sometimes you got to have a little bit of luck. And, and but they weren't. It wasn't fully luck. It was also because they had a lot of players that were very good. That Gerard Gallant put the belief in them that they could win and they could be very successful. Um, and if you remember a couple months ago when I talked about, or about a month ago. When I talked about, you know, possible Devils head coaches, that was one of the reasons why I wanted Gerard Gallant because of that whole reason. But obviously that's out the window. And, you know, we already, in Devils fans, you already know what's going on with that. But, you know, Ronnie Francis understands he's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting when, um, when we get to that point, you know, when it gets to the summer of 2021 and it's time to uh, select. Now there's a lot of questions Uh, about who's going to be protected in the, you know, just talk about the Devils who's going to be protected, who's not. Well, we're not going to get into that now, because that's a long way away from right now. And the team is probably going to be somewhat different by the time we get to 2021. You know, we do have to eventually get ready for the 2020 21 season and go from there. And then we could start talking about a year from now or or probably less than a year from now, where exactly, you know, who's going to be available, who's not. And, you know, how it's all going to go down. So that, you know, that's the, that's what we have to, to wait on. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about that really, because I don't think it's, it's something that that's, uh, that's really important. But again, you know, it's, it's definitely going to be something that we'll keep our eye on. I think Ronnie Francis is going to try to do it the way that the golden Knights did and say, okay, you know, where are players going to be by that time and what, and he's probably going to make some projections as to who he thinks. And uh, I'm sure he's going to do a lot of scouting and because obviously he doesn't have to worry about, you know, team moves. At the moment, he could go to a lot of NHL games next season, or just obviously watch because we may not have fans, obviously, um, and just you know do a lot of scouting. And he's a very bright hockey person, so he knows he knows a good hockey player when he sees one. So this is a good opportunity for Ronnie Francis to um, to make some really long scouting reports before it's time to uh, begin uh, building this team. And I got to tell you. I've already seen a lot of Seattle sports fans in general who are really, really excited about this. Like, we're going to get it. They're getting another professional sports team. You know, the Seahawks, Super Bowl champion, still a very good team. Just added Jamal Adams in a trade from the New York Jets. That's a a pretty big deal for them. They're definitely going to be a competitive team this year. The Seattle Storm won the the WNBA title, I think, two years ago, if I'm not mistaken, and they're clearly one of the favorites uh, with Brianna Stewart coming back and also with Sue Bird still in the fold to go and win another WNBA title in the Wubble, you know, and then you have the Seattle Sounders who are a very successful major league soccer team. They've always been, and I've seen them for, for several years. They're a very good team. They constantly find good talent within their Academy as well as going to Europe and places like that. It's really good. So that whole city when it comes to sports tries to be as competitive as possible. And I think the Seattle Kraken are going to go down the same path. I think they have to, I don't think there's much of a choice. They really have to try to find a way to, you know, make it, you know, make this team popular right from the get-go because whenever you get an expansion team, the first thing that people talk about is, is okay, you know, what is the team going to look like and everything? And there's that excitement right away because it's a new team uh, uniforms. It's the first of its kind, you know, things like that, you know, with any sport, with any new team. And then, eventually that kind of wears off, especially if you're not good, because then people don't come as much. They're like, eh, you know, they're not really good right now and everything. And, you know, you get some quote unquote fair weather fans, you know, who only come when the team is really good, you know, you have situations like that, but you know, and so that's going to be the pressure that, you know, the Seattle franchise has, can they get fans to come right away and stay consistent? That was the good thing with the golden Knights is that yes, they were playing in the Cincinnati. They're playing in, in Las Vegas. They're always going to get fans because they're going to get a lot of tourists. But what would it have been like if they didn't start off as well as they did? Would they have had the same amount of fans? Probably not. You know, we, we don't know. But because they got up to such a good start and they're such a competitive team right away, it just its third year of existence. You know, they, they definitely, you know, got up on the right foot and they built a really good fan base, a passionate fan base um and one that's going to last for quite some time that's going to be a goal of Ron Francis and this entire Seattle group they have to find a way to attract these fans immediately i don't know how big hockey is necessarily in the pacific northwest i imagine there is a good amount because again like you said you have teams like you know the vancouver canucks the edmonton oilers you know, go a little bit down you obviously have you know the teams in the california so you have teams they kind of surround that area. But now, as a Seattle fan, you're legitimately going to have a team in your city. And I think that there are going to be a lot of fans that may not be hockey fans, but certainly sports fans and are going to be interested right away. The question once again is, how can you keep them there? How can you prevent them from going to one game, kind of not being as interested anymore, because maybe the team isn't good, and then, you know, and then like maybe they come back once you start getting good. And I know that it's not easy because, again, like I mentioned, it's not like every expansion team is going to do what the Golden Knights did. It's just not – it's not something that happens on a, you know, year-to-year basis with new teams that come in. It's happened a little bit more over the last couple of years in sports in general. Um, I'll give you one example. Um, I'll use Major League Soccer. You know, you had – You know, LAFC and Atlanta United came in about four or five years ago. And since they've gotten to the league, both of them. well, Atlanta won an MLS Cup and LAFC has nearly gotten there and is pretty darn close. Even now, they're a very competitive franchise with a lot of backing from celebrities. Uh, Atlanta, same thing to a lesser extent. Uh, If you can get some celebrities to kind of be on board with Seattle Kraken and help hype it up, you know, guys like Russell Wilson, Brianna Stewart, you know, people like that, you know, you could definitely get some more fans of other sports to kind of come and say, you know what, let me, let me try this hockey thing out. And then boom, all of a sudden you got this nucleus of new fans and you get it going. the other thing, and let's be honest, as a hockey fan in general, you're of course going to be interested right away and want to see it. You don't think a lot of us Devils fans are going to want to get tickets to the first game between Seattle and New Jersey at the Prudential Center. Of course. We all wanna see those uniforms. We all wanna see that team in general right away and just experience that. So that's gonna be something. But bottom line here is this. I'm not a big fan of the name. I do like the colors. I like the logo. I think the jersey is good. I think the slogan, you know, release the Kraken. Little corny from Pirates of the Caribbean, but you know, what are you gonna do? You gotta find some way to, you know, create some interest. we will see they got a lot of time before things get really serious um i'm looking forward to seeing you know the rest of you know who they end up taking um and who's going to be a part of that inaugural team what the uniforms continue to look like what the arena is going to eventually look like and what the league is going to look like now adding its 32nd nhl franchise so welcome to the national hockey league the seattle Kraken. with that being said That'll do it for this edition of the Devils State of Mind episode podcast episode here today. Thank you guys so much for taking some time. It's a little bit different, obviously not much Devils related, albeit not a whole lot going on right now. But I thought this was something you know because, like I said, we talk about the Devils, but we also talk about the hockey world as well, and I think it was important to talk about this. You know, it's kind of a big thing in the hockey world right now. So yeah, the Seattle Kraken, 32nd NHL franchise. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the next. Uh, year and change uh before we start seeing them get on the ice but yeah again thank you guys so much for listening today if you want to check out more this is what you do we have a website at devil's state of mind pretty much every podcast on this on the hockey podcast ever has a website just type in devil's state of mind and you'll find the website and it's you know you can keep up the date with the episodes there. You can also just check it out on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts, just search Hockey Podcast Network or Devil State of Mind. You'll find it and you can see every new episode that we post every single Monday. So I'm recording this on Sunday. It'll be out tomorrow. So definitely go check it out. Uh, we have a Twitter account at Devil's State. We have an Instagram at Devil's State of Mind. And we have a Facebook page, which is just Devil's State of Mind, where you can stay up to date as well with the new episodes every Monday. Uh, Follow me on my personal Twitter account at T-H-E-N-V-P-S-H-O-W and on Instagram at NVPQB11. Also follow my sports podcast, the MoFobo Network podcast, which is on Anchor and Spotify. Talk about all things in the world of sports. We post new episodes every Tuesdays and Thursdays on, you know, Anchor and Spotify. So just search my name, Neil Villapiano, or... You could just search Mofobo Network and you will find it. Uh, and again, if you're just a sports fan and you want to listen to uh, to more of my voice, uh, you can check out the Sports Mofobo Network podcast that we have. Again, new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. We have a YouTube channel, Mofobo Network Presents, where just like the podcast, we talk about topics in the world of sports. It's a very interesting po- uh, YouTube channel and I would love for you guys to go check it out. So make sure you hit a like and subscribe. The Mofobo Network presents YouTube channel, you know, obviously on YouTube. And we have a Facebook page, just like double state of mind. Just type in Mofobo Network and you will find it. And you can stay up to date with new podcasts and YouTube episodes. And last but certainly not least, go check out my book on amazon.com right now, J-E-T-S, Pain, 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 which is about the pain and suffering of being Jets fan. And over the last 24 hours, uh, I think they just added a little bit more pain with trading away Jamal Adams, which is a little surprising, but it's the Jets, and it doesn't surprise me one hundred percent. But you know, go check it out. It's available for hardcover and ebook for the price of nineteen sixty nine. And if you are a Jets fan or a football fan, you probably guessed why I chose that price. So if you're a football fan, a Jets fan, if you know someone who's one of those, or if you just want to support me, please go check it out and let me know what you think. I would love to hear you guys' feedback. So thank you all very much for checking out this episode of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. And we will see you in the next episode. Everyone continue to, you know, be safe out there, especially with COVID-19, you know, alive and well right now. Wear a mask, practice social distancing, you know, sanitize and clean as much as, you know, as much as you possibly can. Because we're trying very hard to flatten the curve and eventually find a vaccine for this terrible pandemic that has affected every single person on this planet one way or another. Thank you to to especially the essential workers out there, especially people in the hospitals trying to help the people who have COVID-19 and trying to get them through that, helping their families, people who are working in grocery stores continuing to provide for us uh, during this very difficult time, and everyone else out there, because without your hard work, we wouldn't be in a relatively safe position right now without them, so your work, definitely does not go unnoticed. So thank you very much to you guys. Thank you to everyone who listened today and rock on. Woo!